Hello and welcome back to the Speak Up Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Lively. I am really excited for you all to hear this special episode today because not only am I joined with one guest, but I am joined with three. Elizabeth Kolrak, Maddie Roach, and Olivia Dunn were all high school softball players for Grant High School in Oregon when they, along with their coach, decided to sue when they were not given a new softball field like they had been told. They were never able to play home games because the pitcher's mound didn't line up with home plate. To find out more about their story, check out part four of ESPN's 37 Words out now. Today, I will be talking with Elizabeth, Olivia, and Maddie about everything that happened with the lawsuit, the building of the new field, and much more. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share this podcast with other sports fans out there. I hope you are excited to hear this episode. Let's head to it. Well, welcome back to the Speak Up Sports podcast. I'm your host, Anna Lively, and today we have a special episode because not only am I joined with one guest, but I'm joined with three guests, all former high school softball players for Grant High School in Oregon. Uh, Olivia Dunn, Madison Roach, and Elizabeth Colrack. So thank you all for joining me today. Thanks for having us. Yeah, so I'll start with you, Elizabeth. Can you tell me about what was happening regarding your high school softball field that really started everything? Yeah, so um, my freshman year, they were remodeling our high school. Um, It was like millions of dollars they put into the school. And at first there was a softball field in the plans. Um, and it was supposed to be in a location separate from the baseball field. There's supposed to be both fields. And then we, they told us that there wasn't enough room or there wasn't money in the budget and that, but they kept going on the baseball field, but the softball field was shut down. And they kept, they continued to build the baseball field where there just was no place for us to play. Um, and they expected us to play at the neighborhood park instead, which was a mile up the road. So Elizabeth, how did you guys sort of take that as obviously you all softball players wanted to play the sport that you loved and that's why you play it in high school? Like what sort of transpired with that after you heard what they had to say? Um, we kind of at first we kind of thought that eventually they put one in, but, you know, we realized pretty soon though that you know it wasn't going to happen because we were watching the baseball field being built but we were practicing like right right by it on the football field we saw them build this gorgeous baseball field and there just wasn't anything for us and so that's when we realized that we had to step up and do something wow well hey stepping up is great but Madison or I'm wondering what kind of feedback did you all get from your classmates and teachers at your school once you guys had decided to take action and file a lawsuit regarding the situation? Uh, I think in general, the first type of feedback I got was kind of just like nonchalant, didn't want to say too much. Um, Actually, like teachers and other coaches were kind of intrigued by it. And I feel like everyone was walking on their tiptoes around the subject and didn't want to say much because they didn't know how it was going to turn out in the end. 
And then maybe Elizabeth or Olivia can speak more to this, but there was an incident with baseball players being very disrespectful to um, people at Grant or the softball team in general. I wasn't there during that time, but maybe they can speak more to that. Yeah, do you guys want to elaborate on that a little bit? Um, what I remember really is just baseball players kind of coming up to us and being like, why do you guys need a field? You know, you can, why don't you just use Wilshire? Like, you know, what's so important about this? And we're like, hey, you guys have a field on campus. Why can't we? Exactly. And they didn't really seem to get it. They're like, you guys aren't very good. Like we, you know, rarely made it to playoffs and they, you know, won state a couple of times. Um, so yeah, you know, they would do better in their division than we would, but we still deserve to feel just as much as they did. Exactly. And that doesn't mean that if you didn't win states like they did, that you shouldn't be given the same equal opportunity to like play the sport. I mean, that's a normal thing. Like you have a softball field to play softball because you're softball athletes. So if you take away that aspect of it, I mean, that's just unfair to expect you guys to be able to adapt to not even practice on a field to then expect you to play and succeed on a field when you're not used to working in that same environment. So Olivia, I'm wondering now, take me back to the day when you found out the result of the lawsuit after you three, along with your coach had been working on it, spending time, you know, being willing to take that step to do that, to try and create change. I mean, obviously it was a super big moment for us and we were so excited, but at, at some point it almost like didn't seem real. Then Maddie, so what was it like? Take me back to that day when you guys found out the result of the lawsuit after that hard work, after you three stepped out alongside your coach to try and create real change. Um, I think, I think deep down inside, Actually, no, I was going to say deep down inside, I always thought it would end up happening, but actually, no, yeah. So when the lawsuit happened, I was like, there's no way in like all the legal standpoints that we're not going to be able to get, uh, be given our field. So I think once the lawsuit was even filed, I kind of had a point of reassurance, but there was definitely a lot of humps in the road to even get there, uh, like mediations and stuff. Like there was so much to talk about so much to discuss so that kind of like brought me down a little bit but I think once the news was finally given out it was just like a, a fresh air I also felt like very proud of myself and I think that's not a feeling I feel a lot because I realized that I was not even doing something that's going to benefit me in the end it's going to benefit benefit people to come after me so I think that gave me like a good breath of fresh air and I just knew I was doing something like for the greater good and that's awesome. And you definitely should be proud of yourself, all three of you, because you're creating something that you're not going to benefit from because it was during your time in high school, but that so many others are going to benefit from in years to come. And you're the ones that were the reason why it's going to happen. And so for any of you, was it how hard was it to try to juggle, you know, worrying about the lawsuit while at the same time trying to worry about school and doing your sports and everything else on top of that? Um, Olivia said she might be coming back into service, so I was going to let her take this one if she has service. Okay. Yeah, can you all hear me? Yes. Hey, let's go. 
Um, it was definitely weird because the lawsuit didn't take a whole lot of time, like out of my day every day, but it was always kind of on my mind. And like, I don't know, it was weird going to school because after we won the lawsuit initially, the field was actually supposed to be ready for our senior year. And we were told that it would like begin construction in November. And like, I'd have classrooms facing it. And so I'd always be watching the field to be like, all right, construction crews in 10 days, construction crews now. And they just never showed up. So that was really hard. Um, it ended up getting built, probably started in March or February near the time it was actually supposed to be finished completely. So like, again, it wasn't a lot of time out of my every day, but it, it took so much to continue to like go to the school and show school spirit, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I bet that was tough having to been told one thing about a date that you were supposed to have it and then really getting it moved months later. And so you weren't able to play on it like you were hoping to, but hopefully, you know, it's going to be done soon. But since this all sort of surrounds the topic of Title IX, I wanted to talk to you all about this main focus, since I know this was brought up with your guys' lawsuit because of the equal rights, since, you know, as you guys talked about earlier, the baseball got a new field, so why aren't we getting new fields? So how do you guys feel Title IX has given all of us female athletes the opportunity to not only get an education, but to pursue our sports goals and dreams? I'm going to jump in while I have service again. Um, I think it's so, so beneficial just to have something in place for female athletes that we get equal things. Like, as you say, like equal facilities and equal equipment is so, so important. And it is hard to be successful on a, a bad field and it's hard to be successful on poor equipment. So not only does it set us up for more success in our like school leagues it also sets us up for more success if we want to go to college and if we want to generate scholarship money and if we want to go professionally potentially like it is not only about high school sports i feel like it really does expand to all of our professional lives and it also expands to us feeling valued as humans and as women i totally agree with that that that's such a great point of view with all those different aspects that you talked about but with the main point being, you know, if we're given the same opportunities, we're going to start thriving. We're going to start doing better because we're giving a platform to pursue our goals and dreams in all of the sports that we hope. But Elizabeth, what do you feel has helped you, you know, continue to be able to pursue your sports dreams regarding Title IX and even how that helped you guys to win that lawsuit um yeah I mean this field really kind of showed me that you know if we if we try hard enough you know women can can do it we can be athletes we can do it we can get an education um and yeah we had to fight for this but 
now that we got this field, it kind of shows that all the, the next generations, they're going to get to use this field and they're going to be able to make the relationships and make the bonds with, you know, other people that we got to do. And I think that's, that's a really good feeling. This field has a lot of empowerment for us because it shows that, you know, not only all of our hard work paid off, but we're kind of, we're passing on a legacy. Um, and so that for the next generation, so they can keep fighting. That's awesome to hear that legacy you guys are building, you know, we're being examples for the next generation of women. But speaking of the field, how's the construction going on your guys' field? And when do you guys think it's going to be done by? So I saw an Instagram post saying that it was done or like that at least the lights are done. Um, but there's still like a construction fence up. Um, so we're not, I don't really know when it's going to be done. Um, but every time I drive by, it's still, it looks, you know, it looks really nice and it looks complete, but the fence is still there. So it's on the home stretch. So that's a good. <laughs> so Maddie, I have a question for you then. Uh, so obviously the story of you guys in your high school is included in ESPN special 37 words for part series. What was this whole experience like for you three? filming your story to then share with millions of other people? Yeah, so I would say it's kind of surreal. Um, I remember when I first got like the email about like the New York trip and stuff for the ESPN Women's Conference, excuse me. And um, it was really kind of, I was in shock. I didn't really think it would be real. Like I honestly thought it was a scam when I first heard about it. And then once it finally happened, I think, I was just again proud and it was good to like have people like my friends and family like putting good word in my ear like this is so big like like not a lot of people are able to say they do this in their lifetime being proud so, of you yes you're literally being proud of me so like that experience was great ESPN like they um they took care of us very great I don't know if Elizabeth and Olivia are going but they're also taking us to or flying us to San Diego tomorrow for a softball game and another interview. So that's super cool. They've been like very reliable and just very like supportive during this whole process as well as like Debbie and our families. So yeah, it's been, it's been good. That's awesome. Well, I thought I'd ask you guys a little bit about your coach. Obviously you guys were a part of the lawsuit, but your coach, you know, led you throughout it. How do you feel she played in a the role like that she had, how did that help you guys throughout that whole, you know, unique process that you went through? Um, Debbie, she was really like the leader of this whole thing. She's the one who said, you know, we're gonna sue, like enough is enough. Um, and she really encouraged us because she had been, you know, fighting for this field for so long and that seeing her fight kind of encouraged us to fight for the same thing. Um, but yeah, we would, definitely not have this field without her. Oh, that's great to hear. So for any of you guys, all the, all three of you are great role models for the next generation because, you know, you showed that you're willing to stand up for yourselves and use your voice to create change, to give yourselves the same opportunities that other people have. So throughout this whole journey, what is one thing each of you have learned about yourself? Um, I have learned just to like use my voice um, in any instance that I like or that I feel justified in. 
um, to be more proud of myself for things that I've accomplished and to do more things like for the greater good. Like not everything I do has to like be for myself or be for the benefit of myself. That's great. Um, I've definitely learned just to be one, to speak up more about the things that I'm passionate about, but also I've learned kind of to come out of my shell and to be more intentional with my words and like really how to tell my story in a powerful and impactful way, which is a skill I will obviously use as I continue to tell this story, but also throughout the rest of my life as like a woman in a career of any sort. Awesome. Yeah, I've really learned that like when I speak out for something that people listen um, for a while, especially, you know, not even getting this field um, in the beginning was, you know, it seemed like no one was hearing us. Nobody, you know, knew what was going on. But once we started this lawsuit and we heard about this documentary, that's really when people started asking about our stories. And I, you know, had to learn how to, you know, share with people even some people who didn't agree with us. Um, and I really had to learn just to be confident in myself. And then eventually, you know, other people will, will start listening. Well, those are all so many powerful things that the three of you talked about there, but just so cool to hear things you learned throughout that process that you guys went through with creating another opportunity for other people with that softball field. So going forward, how can we support you guys? Like, how can we watch the documentary? What can we do? And yeah, those sorts of things. Um, I think for support, probably just speaking up for what you believe in. I think that will just support everybody as a whole. Um, Elizabeth, you want to add? Um, I was just going to share, you know, that, uh, 37 words, the first two parts came out on June 21st on ESPN, and we are in part four, and parts three and four come out on June 28th, which I'm not sure if this will be out by then, but um, it should be able to stream on ESPN Plus, I think. Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to watching that, but to finish off the fun podcast, I always do with my guests what I call my favorite five questions. So if we just want to go like Elizabeth, Maddie, Olivia, the first one is what pieces of advice would you give to the next generation of athletes? Um, I would really tell them to, you know, fight, not only fight for equal rights and equal support, um, but tell them to find people who are Gonna, who are going to listen to you and find people who agree with you. Um, join together with your friends, your your you know teammates, and fight for what's right. Not only for your team, but you know for for everyone. Awesome stuff. Okay, am I answering that question too? Yes, if that's okay. good with you. Um, it's what would I give the next generation of athletes? Yes. Lab. Um. I would say definitely try your hardest every time you're going on the field or the court or anything. Learn how to be a good teammate. I think that's some things I lacked back in the day. I think also there's an instance in where athletes don't feel like they can voice their opinions because they're the athlete and not the coach. So I feel like 
trying to voice your opinion as much as the athlete, I feel like that would have helped me a lot. And just knowing um, a lot of positions as athletes can be in toxic environments. Mm-hmm. So like recognizing those toxic environments and like knowing how to better the situation. That's good. Olivia, hear me? Yes. Oh, sweet. Okay, so my advice would be, one, just have fun with it. Nice. Having fun. That's important to always remember to have fun. So going to the next one, can each of you give a shout out to someone that's made an impact on your life? And we could start with Elizabeth here. Um, I would give a shout out to my mom. Um, because kind of throughout my entire life, she's always been encouraging me to try my hardest and, you know, all the sports and everything that I do, but also, you know, when it comes to getting equal treatment, she's always, you know, been there for me and she's always supported me in anything I wanted to do. That's awesome. I would shout out my mom and my grandma because they're very supportive. Um, they definitely supported me through all, I played a lot of sports, so they were always there every tournament, every game every practice, even if they didn't want to. And I know that's very time consuming. That's great. Um, I would shout out my dad, especially, because he's the one who got me into softball in the first place. And he really did push me to be a part of this lawsuit. And also my mom just for being there when I needed her. That's awesome. I love all the support from all the parents and I can definitely agree my parents are very supportive. So, Shout out to the parents out there. So the next one is if you could plan your ideal day, how would you spend it? Oh, that's a, that's a tough question. Um, I really like, like just not eat, does it have to be related to sports or is it just in general? Whatever you want. Um, I, I, other than softball, I really like to ski. And so I would probably spend my day like on the mountain, you know, skiing for part of the day and then chilling at the lodge maybe with, you know, some friends, few dogs, maybe. Yeah. That sounds fun. What about you, Maddie? Um, I would wake up. I would work out. I'd probably go on a hike, like in Portland or something, like Forest Park. I like a lot, like Mount Tabor. And then I would go shopping and get food. I, I really like to shop. So that's what I would do. That sounds fun. I would probably go to a Cardinals game with my dad and my uh, softball team. Oh, that sounds fun too. Well, hey, those all sound like good days. All right. Another one is what sport would you guys play if you didn't play softball? I always thought that I'd be good at tennis. I don't know why. I haven't really played it that much, but (laughs) I think it's really fun. And yeah, probably tennis. Nice. Um, I played basketball, softball, and volleyball. And I think if I didn't play either of those, but I could add to it, it'd probably be track or soccer well, that's cool I feel like beach volleyball would be fun but I'm really bad at beach like volleyball so I'd have to go with like surfing just because I think that would be so cool that does sound really cool surfing <laughs> all right well last but not least if you guys had a superpower that could make the world better what would it be and why I know I'm trying to think I always thought it would be cool kind of to like read minds and like know what people were thinking and I feel like I could you know use that to help you know make sure everyone is heard and everyone's ideas are shared 
That's a really unique one. I like that. To make the world a better place, I think I would... Okay, maybe not to make the world a better place, but I always thought it'd be cool to be invisible. Oh, that's I don't know cool. if that would... Yeah, I don't know if that'd make the world a better place, though. Well, it could if you were invisible and, like, stop somebody for doing something bad. That could have been oh, helpful. Yeah. yeah, that's very true, very true. Nice. What about you, Olivia? I feel like I would, like plant trees or something like I don't know be one with the plants solve climate change that way I don't know well that's good make the ecosystem better there (laughs) well thank you Olivia Maddie and Elizabeth for coming on the podcast and joining me today I really enjoy getting to not only hear your guys's story about being willing to speak up for change, but also hearing about, you know, the whole process behind it. And it's just so exciting to hear that you guys were able to be willing to speak up and speak out about something that needed to be done and you created change. And I can't wait to see that new softball field soon. And to all the listeners out there, please don't forget to listen to the episodes, all the episodes regarding Title IX, but the 37 Words episode, part four, includes these three great young women who are role models in the sports industry. So definitely have to check that out. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. Thank you.